Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the One Cam Voice Podcast. Well, hello there, everybody. And as always, you're very welcome along. Thank you for listening in. You can find me, as you know, on onecanvoice.com. If you could subscribe to the podcast, even on Spotify or Apple Playlist, Apple Podcasts, that would be just wonderful altogether. I hope that you're well. And I hope that those whom you love are likewise safe and well. This week, we are going to be talking about how to be one can voice when you're feeling nervous. I really find it's fascinating when we consider nervousness. And I try to go back through the, you know, the dark places in my mind to try and figure out when I first ever felt nervous or how did I even know what nervousness was. And I think it was most probably because somebody told me that that's what it what I was feeling. When I was younger, I did a lot of, um, uh, I suppose, our stage work sounds a bit bigger than what it was, but, you know, um, a lot of yeah, performing, I suppose, uh, plays and um, t- question time and singing and dancing, all of that sort of stuff went back in the day then. And I think score in Ireland still exists. But when I was young, it was really, really um, prominent in our parish and every child, well, a lot of children in our parish took part in score. Um, they took part in all GAA and in score as well. It's less prevalent now in my parish anyway, but um, you know, that might change in time. Who knows? But for now, I remember you know, taking part in county finals and, you know, the different heats, you know, you might get through to the next round and you have this feeling in your body of, um, you know, your heart would be racing and your tummy will, you know, you'd feel that butterflies and buzziness and you're not sure, you know, you're experiencing a lot of things, your heart, your, yeah, yeah your heart's beating faster, your breath is maybe a little bit faster also, you know, and People will say, oh, gosh, are you nervous or don't be nervous? I think maybe that's the first thing that you hear. Don't be nervous. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness. And so we infer from that then, well, how I'm feeling here must be nervousness. And then, of course, and, and simply by virtue of the fact that the adult in my life is saying, don't be nervous. Then I'm thinking, gosh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. So let me just push this feeling away or this is a bad feeling. And then the next time we come around to that challenge as well, then we are conscious. Oh, my goodness, I recognize this. And it can be subconscious, like, you know, but at the same time, we're aware of the heart racing and that feeling, that familiar feeling that we now um we now subscribe to being nervous or feeling nervous. And I shouldn't feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. What I find is really, really interesting about the feeling of what we ascribe to be nervousness and the feeling of what we ascribe to be excitedness. They're both the same things are physically happening to the body. Okay, they're both states of readiness or preparedness, probably is a better way to to put it. So when we're nervous, we, you know, in, I suppose, in um, 
biological terms, what's happening is that we are preparing ourselves, you know, for, you know, fight or flight, you know, that the heart starts pumping and we feel that kind of, you know, butterflies or whatever in our tummy because our digestive system is being kind of shut down. We're not going to have time now to be digesting. We're keeping all of our energy in. So we're we're ready. We if we you hear me talking about fight or flight all the time, fight, flight or freeze, indeed, if, if I was to be more correct about it. And you hear me talking about that all the time because it has a really debilitating effect on our everyday if we feel it too often. But anyway, right, let me get back to the point. My point in uh, nervousness, it, you know, when speaking about nervousness, that's how our body reacts. It's a natural reaction. Okay, it's a natural reaction when we're prepared for an event. Okay, we are ready. Yes, we are going to go. Now, when we're excited, the same thing happens. The same thing happens. It's a it's a, a, a state of preparedness and our heart is pumping harder and our breath is probably shallower and we feel those butterflies in our stomach. So what is the difference? What is the difference, if there is any difference, between feeling nervous and feeling excited? My theory on it is this. The only difference is the expectation that we create in our minds about the future event. So the thing that we're experiencing, this preparedness, that event that we are pre- preparing ourselves for, that we're in that state of readiness. What we think or what we expect about that. So if we expect that, oh gosh, things might go wrong for me here, or I might forget my lines, or I might not know the answer, or people might point and laugh, then we have, we're, we're after inferring um, a kind of negative expectation a less than pleasant expectation. And so that's why, the way I look at it, that's why we feel, we, we associate that with nervous nervousness. Because of course, if we are in that kind of um, uh, restricted feeling, you know, that kind of, an, if we're in a negative, if we're, in, if, we're, if we're a little bit of a negative energy about us then, because we're feeling nervous, of course, we're, we're less likely to perform to the best of our abilities. Why? Because we're constricting ourselves on some level because we are, we're working and operating from a place of fear because we're afraid of what might happen. We're nervous. We're afraid of what might happen. Now, if we were to reframe when we are preparing ourselves for an event or for um, a task that might be challenging for us and that there's no guarantee of uh, success. We could reframe it to when we feel those familiar heart racing, tummy, you know, clenching or that sense of butterflies. We could reframe it to try to think about it instead of terms of nervousness. We could reframe it to think of that experience in our bodies to be one of excitement. So could you imagine the first time that you were standing in the wings on a stage waiting to go on and if somebody said to you, are you just really excited? Would that change, do you think, how 
your, your experience or your understanding or your identification with being and feeling nervous? For me, I would say most definitely, because I, I practice that. I do practice it on myself. I remind myself when I'm coming up to an event and I and the temptation is to be nervous or somebody else might say that to you, are you nervous? I say, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, it's easier for us to kind of trick our brains to begin with into because being nervous, you know, the state that's commonly known as nervousness and being excited, the same thing is happening in the body. Now, we can't trick our brains into our trick ourselves into um, being calm when we don't feel calm. Okay, like if I'm really frantic about something and really, you know, if if I'm up to high dough about something, I can't in the midst of that, you know, franticness and manicness, I can't say to myself, I am calm and that that will instantly make me calm. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But it does work that you can be feeling what you commonly understand to be nervousness. And if you then say to yourself, I am excited. I am just so excited. And it will reframe. It can reframe it for us. Okay, so then we kind of associate the unknown about the future as something positive. Now, we still don't know if it's going to be positive or not. I I understand that. But what if we looked at it more as an opportunity rather than uh, a challenge or rather than kind of a scary event? It's an opportunity. So if I'm standing in the wings on the stage or if I'm standing on the sideline or if I'm actually out on the middle of the field waiting for the ball to be thrown in, Yes, I could be nervous, of course, because I don't know what's going to happen when the referee blows the whistle. I don't know if my training will really have, will really stand to me now. I don't know if I'm sharp enough today. I don't know if I'm energetic enough today. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough against the other team. And and that can be, like I said, in a match situation, in a play, in a, you know, piece of music that you have been practicing we don't know. But one thing I can tell you for, for certain, that if we use our mind to help us, and if we frame those feelings, those really tangible, physical feelings that we're having with the heart racing and the tummy in knots or, you know, the butterflies, if we, and of course, adrenaline's going to be pumping as well. Those hormones are going to be pumping. And if we could just pause for a moment in the midst of that and resist the temptation to identify with being nervous and instead really try and align yourself with the notion that you are excited. I am excited about this opportunity that I have here. I have an opportunity and I am excited about it. And that's just a simple, a simple strategy that you can use. Try it out for yourself. See if it works. I know for me it certainly works and it's the simplest of things and and I find that the mind and the body are just so fascinating you know and it actually will work remember we spoke before about how the mind can't decipher or the brain indeed can't decipher between 
an event that is real or an event that is imagined. And the body reacts in the same way. Okay, all of the systems, they all start working, uh, whether the alarm is, you know, a true alarm or whether it's a false alarm. You know, we are all systems go. Once we identify this feeling, we're all systems go. Whether it is fully required in that moment or whether it is just imagined in that moment. Our body, our brain doesn't know the difference. They can't tell the difference. They respond and react. Actually, it's probably a better word. They react in the same way for real and imagined occurrences. So the next time you feel nervous, I'll suggest to you that you pause and that you say to yourself, I feel excited. I feel excited about this opportunity. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. We don't need to know what's going to happen. We just know that we're excited. We're excited about this opportunity. And then, my friends, when you go into this new experience, when you go into this challenge, when you go into go on to stage to recite your lines that you have been learning, when you go on to the pitch, when the referee blows the whistle, when you go to your uh, music recital, when you're horse riding and you're hoping that you're going to get over all of the jumps. When we begin a task like that, a challenge like that, an action like that, when we begin it in a frame of mind that is less constrictive, you know, when we're, we're not frightened of what might happen, when we're more open to the positive part of it happening. It's really amazing the difference that that can allow because it allows you to be fully you. It allows you to bring your A game because you're not afraid. You're not in a defensive position starting off. You're just going to go out there and you're going to do the best that you can. Why? Because this is exciting. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity that you have been given. So why would we be frightened of it? We don't need to be nervous. And remember, nervousness is just a word that somebody else used to, I suppose, classify those feelings of the heart racing and the tummy churning. And we can change that. We can reframe it. Now, that doesn't cancel out nervousness. It doesn't mean that nervousness doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that anxiety doesn't exist doesn't mean that. I just mean that when we're in situation, and I'm using it in a game type of situation, like, you know, as we prepare for county finals at this time of the year here in Ireland, that with our youth and with our players, that we can help them. We can help them by encouraging them to recognize that feeling or to interpret that feeling in their body less as nervousness, because we might feel like we have something to lose, but instead as excitement and an opportunity because we have something to gain. And it doesn't mean the winning cup necessarily, although that would be lovely, but it does mean that we gain, we gain the experience of competing, say, in a final. We gain maybe learning something more about ourselves. We gain the joy that we can find in a team sport. We gain 
you know, the chance to be with our friends as we battle against the opposition. So we gain lots of things. So there's lots of really lovely reasons to be excited about an event that we don't know what the result will be. We don't know if we're going to be on the winning side or indeed the losing side. But the more that we think about winning and losing, the more negatively impacted we can be, our, our ability to perform to the best of our, of, of our capabilities can be reduced if we're looking at it from a negative point of view. And by negative, I mean by feeling nervous or identifying with nerves and instead reframing it to feel I'm excited. I'm excited. That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm excited. Because this is, is an opportunity. And all life is an opportunity. And you know, guys, that I often talk about um, my sport, camogie. I just, like, I can't really explain why I love it as much as I do. Except it reminds me so much of life. You know, camogie is a, a difficult sport. You know, it's a really tough and physical sport. And you really need to get involved if you want to get to the point where you can feel like you really enjoy it, where you feel like you can thrive, where you feel like you're fully involved in the game. You really have to get stuck in. Now, you can play camogie, but you can stand back. But you're, you're never really playing camogie then. You're just on the pitch. And life for me is like that. You can be living, you can be yeah, having your life there. But unless you really get into the nitty gritty and into the hard battles and into the fight. And as we say in Ireland, trying to get into, you know, get that dirty ball. You're not really living. You're not really. Because it is in those hard battles it is in that um, adversity and that difficulty and that feeling like you almost can't give any more that is the point that is the point where you realize the beauty of life the preciousness of it and the joy that it is that it contains but if you stand back on the periphery Yes, of course you can live, but I don't know if you can ever be fully enriched. And maybe you don't want to be fully enriched, then that's fine too. But anyway, that's why I love the beautiful sport of warriors that is Kamogi. But anyway, right. So I, jeez, lads, I'll tell you one thing. I, it's really late for me on Wednesday to be recording the podcast. My life has been consumed by thoughts of Komogi, one particular Komogi match at the weekend. It's just going to be a wonderful experience. I am excited for it. I'm excited for the, for the players and for the parents. And it's funny how... You get to my age, like you get to adulthood and your camogie playing days are behind you. But even now, it's like coaching this this team and these girls. It's, just, it's the next best thing to play in. It's the next best thing. And, and that's why it's exciting for me. I don't know what way it's going to go. I don't even, I don't have any control over that even. 
but I do, I am excited. I'm excited for this opportunity that we have at the weekend. But anyway, I hope, I hope guys that I have made some sense tonight. I, I must say I am so beautifully distracted by this game of camogie. And I know that my fellow coaches are too. And that's what's so beautiful about it. You know, we're a little team. We're a little team, a little team of coaches. Anyway, for people who have no interest in sport, <laughs> you can you can log out now. But um, like I say, I love the beauty of sport. I love the battle of sport because it does. It is life, a microcosm of life. That's what I believe. Anyway. Right. So let me go back over what we've been talking about today. So what we've been talking about today is when we feel what we do when we feel nervous. okay, or what even happens when we feel nervous? What is happening in our body when we feel nervous? And then I wondered, you know, what happens in our body when we feel excited? And for me, they're both states of preparedness. There's states of alertness and you're getting ready to go you're getting ready you're you really are kind of you know ready to go and i i consider that in both nervousness or what we commonly identify as being ner- feeling nervous and what we commonly identify as feeling excited are physically the same feeling but we imbue them with a different connotation. We kind of, if our mind tells us that that future event that we're prepared for might be uncomfortable for us and might not work out in the way that we hope it will, well, then we think about that in a negative way and we constrict ourselves and restrict ourselves ever so slightly and it's a lot harder to get into the flow of our of that event, whatever it may be. Whereas if we could, whereas when we're excited about something, well, we're just thinking like, this is going to be fantastic. Everything's going to work out my way this time. You know, it's just going to be, I'm just going to go with the flow. I am excited about this. And then I suggested that if we reframed the times when we feel what we commonly describe as nervous, if at that point we paused and we said to ourselves, I feel excited. And then see what a difference that makes. Now, if you are a parent of a child or a teenager, you know, you could try. It's going to be easier with the child to, to say that to them, to suggest or, or even to catch yourself when they're going out to play their county final or when they're going out to deliver a recital or when they're going to work um, perform on stage, that you resist the urge to ask them, are you nervous or don't be nervous? And instead say, are you excited for this opportunity? Because language can change lives. We know this. The language that we choose can have such an impact on how people perceive the world. And when we perceive the world, you know, or how we perceive the world has a huge impact then on how we, on how we experience the world and how when we interact with the world. Mm. So anyway, that's what I, but that's what I thought, talked about this week. So that's my main point that feeling nervous and feeling excited are the same feeling. They're just interpreted slightly differently by our minds. 
And so if we could kind of, uh, you know, do a hijack, maybe hijack the mind there and try and convince ourselves, you know, because it might take convincing for a minute, maybe. It, but but it, it's amazing how well it works. Like, all I can say to you is try it. The next time you feel, in inverted commas, um, nervous, tell yourself, I feel excited. I am excited about this opportunity. And then just watch yourself. Just flow into it. So that, my darling friends, is our quick chat or quicker chat for this week. As always, I thank you so much for listening in, for sharing it with your friends, for passing the good word along. I was very excited this past week to now know that my podcast, this little podcast is up on Amazon Music. So that's a wonderful, dare I say, exciting development. But anyway, guys, that's all down to you for listening in and for spreading the word. Thank you. So thank you for your hearts and your minds and for those lovely ears. Will we just keep going? Ah, sure. Maybe just for another little while. I am Catherine and you have been listening to The One Cam Voice Podcast.